Tonight, layoffs announced in major media publications. I'm Roaming Millennial, and you're watching Uncensored. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about the interesting news that was recently announced that a lot of major media organizations are going to be laying off reporters and I guess staff in general. Now, I'm being really careful here to try to not sound, I think, smug would be the word because on a on a person-to-person level, um, regardless of whether I agree with your opinions or not, I don't want anyone to be out of work or to be in financial hardship. That's just, I don't want that for anyone. Uh, but on a more macro level, I guess, uh, I am not sad about this in the least. And here today to discuss this with me, I have my producer, Liam. Hello. So as the Chicago Tribune reports, BuzzFeed HuffPost's latest to suffer layoffs in faltering digital news economy. BuzzFeed, the progenitor of both serious news and viral listicles and quizzes, will lay off about 15% of its staff in the latest sign of financial turbulence for once high-flying digital media outlets. People at the New York-based publisher said the cuts will affect about 215 employees spread across all departments, including BuzzFeed News, the site that published a disputed report last week about President Donald Trump and his former personal lawyer, Michael Cohen. The article continues that Vice has instituted a hiring freeze and is seeking to cut its workforce by about 10-15% to 15% this year, primarily through a Verizon Media Group, the owner of HuffPost, AOL, and Yahoo, announced its own round of layoffs of about 7% on Wednesday. Other digital news outlets such as Refinery29, Vox Media, and Mike have been pinched too. Vox, the Washington-based publisher of Vox, SB Nation, and other sites, cut about 50 staffers earlier last year. Refinery29, which is aimed at millennial women, dropped about 10% of its staff, or about 40 people, in October. Mike, another site aimed at millennials, laid off its entire editorial staff in November. Journalists at traditional media outlets continued to be pink slipped too. Gannett, based in Tyson's Corner, Virginia, trimmed newsroom jobs at several of its newspapers on Wednesday. So since that news was announced, it's actually been clarified that the cuts happening at Huffington Post are actually going to be including the entirety of the site's or the organization's opinion section. Again. I feel for these individuals who now don't have a job. I've been there unemployed when you you want work, and it's just the worst feeling. So I'm not happy yeah. about that. It's just so sad that finally they had thought that their degrees in feminist dance would have, were paying off. Actually, it's interesting that you should mention that because since this has all happened, a lot of people have been expressing their feelings about it on, on Twitter, and it's really kind of all over the place exactly as you would expect. People who are in the media business, I guess the establishment types, are very, very hurt by this, and essentially everybody else is having a pretty good time. One tweet by Ari Berman lamented that the layoffs in journalism today are not just a crisis for media, they're a crisis for democracy. Democracy dies without a free and thriving press. Support the people slash places you read, otherwise their work will no longer exist. Again, this awful in terms of the personal cost this is going to have on people. But, I, I mean, I'm not going to try to pretend that I think that the opinion section of Huffington Post has anything right. to do with a thriving, healthy democracy. Well, I completely agree with what they said at the end about supporting the, the businesses that you trust in terms of the media. But I still think that goes hand in hand exactly with who is surviving and who isn't surviving. Right. I mean, it's interesting to look at all these places that are doing the layoffs. They're all, I mean, they're all left-wing publications. I mean, that's, it's kind of obvious to say that, oh, media organizations is almost synonymous with being left-wing yeah. nowadays. Uh, but, you know, Fox is still killing it in the numbers. And 
I'm, I'm not going to say that this is representative of this huge ideological shift in what people are consuming because I don't think that's necessarily the case. Um, but I do think that for a while the establishment types have overestimated the demand uh, for left-wing gender ideologue articles. And actually going off of that, Chloe Angel, I think it's pronounced, tweeted earlier today, like so many talented and lovely journalists, I was laid off today. If you're in the market for an opinion editor with a huge and diverse Rolodex or a columnist with 10 years of writing about gender politics and a literal PhD in romantic comedies under her belt, talk to me. Let me reiterate, so sad this person no longer has a job, but let's, let's take a little look-see about what her portfolio looks like. Okay, so one of the articles she has written is, I don't want to be an excuse for racist violence anymore. White women's passive role in racist attacks like Charleston. Okay, interesting piece. Another she wrote for Mary Claire, I married myself, a strange and satisfying journey in standing up for what actually matters. And then this is one of my favorites, a, a cultural piece, what I learned from a summer of romantic comedies. Seven lessons from the past three months of movie theater love stories. And finally, her piece from Reuters, you'd love to meet me on Tinder, here's why you won't. So just hard hitting journalism right there. Yeah, that's what we're looking for. Definitely. And what I find fascinating about this is that a lot of the the things that are being cut, uh, if we look at places like BuzzFeed, Huffington Post, they do kind of really lift up this opinion editorial style of journalism, which in my opinion isn't necessarily even journalism in the first place. No. Like you're, you're a commentator, more like it. Right. Um, but yeah, that seems to be the fat that they are cutting. And a lot of people are saying now, like, oh, this is great. Uh, you know, 15% of whatever company HuffPo or BuzzFeed is gone. Now we just got to get rid of the other percent. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think these companies are going to go under. And actually, when, when layoffs like this occur, a lot of the times the companies actually end up being more profitable than they right. were before because they probably do have revenue coming in. It's oh, just yeah. that... Yeah. You know, these places weren't bringing Most money. Most of them will be fine, I think. And in fact, I know that the, the CEO of BuzzFeed has been reportedly looking to merge a lot of these companies, mm -hmm. having some sort of deal between Vice and Vox, where they'd have like one giant conglomeration, which I think would be terrific. Yeah, it would be it would yeah. be good for them and for their their readers. So yeah, yeah, this this isn't the end of I guess lefty listicles, whatever you want to call it. Right. But for these journalists who are now unemployed, I just I really got to wonder why don't you just kind of call yourself what you are? You you are a activist pundit commentator, which is fine. That's what I do too. Like no judgment. Um, you know, just start a YouTube channel or something. Start a blog. You don't need to be attached to this like huge thing to be able to say your piece. And what's so frustrating to me is that. This kind of comes in the wake of scandals like, I mean, like the Chicago Tribune mentioned, the super duper fake news, unsubstantiated BuzzFeed report about, you know, Trump and Cohen, and mm -hmm. as well as the Covington story, where the media was absolutely pushing a false narrative. And so I get people asking me why I'm so rough on the media and journalists in general. And it's actually, I actually have a lot of respect for journalists who actually take their profession seriously. They go out and they try to uncover truths that without them wouldn't be talked about. Um, right. You know, whether that's fact-finding on the ground and yep. you know, I think is a great example of this. We're big fans of people like Tim Pool. Exactly. Uh, you know, people like Quillette, which is a similar kind of article, I guess. But. Yeah, exactly. Like, I have a ton of respect for those people. Um, and, you know, the New York Times and CNN, as, as much crap as I may give them, they still do a lot of actual real journalism, mm -hmm. um, getting people the truth about what's happening in the world that we wouldn't be able to do our jobs without because we, we use what they... Yeah.
expose and then we talk about it because we're not journalists we're commentators so we kind of need the journalists to tell us what's happening before we tell you our opinion those people are fine but it's it's the people who are completely biased essentially activists and who like to act as if their opinions are the news that yes. is what is so frustrating to me not only and is it frustrating it's damaging to the relationship that americans and people in the west in general have with the media you know if if you're one of those HuffPost people and you're claiming to be a journalist while propagating these ideas which are about the furthest thing from objective that you could possibly put into a conversation then of course you're going to be fueling the fires of like the battle against fake news and what have you. Absolutely. And Monday's episode is actually going to be on an article from Huffington Post um, that kind of talks about the consequences of this amount of media distrust and the fact that they are pushing so many false narratives. And, you know, just for for interest's sake, let's go into and actually look at the Huffington Post opinion section, which, like I mentioned before, is actually going to be totally gone as of i'm not exactly sure when but it, it will be no more so just today looking through this um in the opinion section we have the covington teens tomahawk chop is the product of native mascotry look i'm not i'm not a sports person but i'm pretty sure this is just like a sports thing that they do in, yeah, it sounds like it is I, yeah I mean, I'm not into football, but I, I think people might yeah. be looking into this a bit much next raising the minimum wage would save american lives again <laughs> uh, how people who write this call themselves journalists I don't know. Uh, if you think trans rights are a distraction, you're part of the problem. Nice picture of Trump there. Then we have a letter to the teachers and parents of Covington Catholic High School. And of course, Democrats need to start Trump-Russia hearings now because we haven't had enough of those. So that's just kind of a, a look-see as to what's there today. So I think you can get an idea of the kind of things that the Huffington Post opinion section is peddling. Look, maybe, maybe that's your cup of tea, that's fine, but it's not journalism. One of the real tragedies of this, which is honestly pretty hard for us, is going to be, it's going to be more difficult for us to find content to talk about. Oh my gosh, that is so true. This kind of, yeah. yeah. Especially when we think about like Vice and BuzzFeed cutting down, that's yes. kind of hurt. Actually, no, HuffPo has been quite the boon yeah, as HuffPo well. Yeah, HuffPo is, that's, I, I might even put that in the first place, honestly. Yeah, and actually another thing I think is relevant to mention in this because I keep thinking of all these new reasons why I'm not upset about this happening. Um, Dan Levin, who is apparently a New York Times reporter, uh, tweeted out the other day, I'm a reporter writing about hashtag expose Christian schools. Are you in your 20s or younger who went to a Christian school? I'd like to hear about your experience and its impact on your life, please DM me. Um, so again, the hashtag exposed Christian school things kind of started with Covington. And now I guess this one New York Times reporter is, I'm sure going to take in just a whole spectrum of, of different experiences, both yes. positive and negative to yep. paint a well-rounded view. It's very good. It's definitely not like a reactionary at oh, digging sure, your no. heels in after you've been proven to have propagated a false narrative it's no. definitely because some kind of yeah. objective measure and, and definitely not reactionary and, and quest for the truth yes because you're so concerned about the lives of students and how they'll be mm. affected for sure um but yeah so there there are a lot of journalists people in the media who have been kind of lamenting boohoo poor me um ne don't attack journalists this way uh you know we're arbiters of the truth we're so important to the and it's like no no, I'm, I'm sorry. You don't get to push fake news 24-7, like literally just a few days ago, as well as, you know, for the past who knows how long, push a left-wing bias um, and then claim that you're any sort of arbiter for truth or whatever. And what's so sad is that when we look at things like the Covington case, especially all of the actual reporting, the actual looking at, you know, 
hours of footage uh, looking at the history of, for example, Nathan Phillips, who turns out was not a Vietnam vet and has a history of making claims about racially charged situations. Um, that was all done by independent media first, before the mainstream media even cared to mm. look at it. Um, not even just independent media, but random Twitter users who just had access to the stream and went to look at it on Facebook did more fact-finding and fact-checking than so many of these like professional journalists. And that is sickening. So if, if you're a journalist and you know whether you're affected by this personally or not, and again, if you are, I hope you get back on your feet soon. I'm sure you will. Uh, if, if you're in that position and you're lamenting this, you're thinking, how could people be happy about this? Don't they care about what this means for a side? Like, no, you don't, you don't get to do this because this is, this is all on you. This is nothing but mm -hmm. people, I don't know, being happy that there's maybe less of you. Uh, you're still going to be active on Twitter, I'm sure, but... Yeah, the reality is this comes from people actually caring about journalists. That's right. why it's happened. Is people right. don't support the, these parts of the businesses in particular. So right. it, it actually comes from caring rather than lack of caring. Right. And I mean, if nothing else, maybe this will mean that since they do seem to be trimming the fat off these organizations, maybe places like HuffPo, uh, like Vice, will get back to more regular news because I think a lot of us have forgotten this, but Vice used to like send journalists into the most dangerous places and they did a lot of great work. Maybe, um, maybe we can get back to that. And I, I would love to see that. I'm not holding my breath, but I think that's all we have to say for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time.